Hello, everybody. We the People 2020, Curtis here. Hey, um, haven't talked to y'all since probably before election. What do you think? Did I hit it on the head or what? Election fraud? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm recording and broadcasting live out of my mother's basement today. I've been held up in here for about four months uh, waiting on my uh, stimulus check. Gosh, took long enough. $600. Hopefully that will pay for my uh, new Xbox I was wanting to buy so I could play Call of Duty. But um, I was really disappointed that they didn't give us $2,000 because I could have really bought some video games with that. Um, and hey, I want to do a kind of a, a shout out or more of a reprimand for those people who vandalized my ex-girlfriend Nancy Pelosi's house. Shame on you. How dare you waste a perfectly good pig's head leaving it on her doorstep. And then that blood you dumped all over her wall, that was pig's blood too, and I think it was type A positive. That's rare blood, man. What the heck? So, a lot going on in the world today. You know that I like talking about the conspiracies and explosions in, in particular. Uh, what do you think about the Christmas Day Nashville explosion? You know what I think. That was not a random act of terrorist by an eccentric guy in a uh, RV. That was a very intentional bomb that was basically a black ops. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hillary Clinton was the one who parked it in front of that building. But uh, you guys will get a kick out of this. Uh, Curtis the Great Prophet again. I was... Um, Christmas Day, I was not following the news like I normally do, being, well, for one, it was Christmas, and I honestly wasn't expecting anything interesting to happen. Secondly, I just um, really was enjoying the time with my family and didn't feel like reading the news. And I actually had um, went to t take care of something, and I seen my phone had dinged, so I looked, it was one of my friends asked me if I had heard about it. And when I, I read it, I figured it was something just whatever. But I went and looked it up, and I was, like, really blown away. <laughs> no pun intended. So after uh, I went to a few news sources and got all the information that I could, which was very little at that time, it was still pretty early, and basically what I got off the news, I, I'm going somewhere with telling you all this, is uh, it was like, Hey, this bomb detonated in Nashville. Nobody was killed. Police had, uh, the police had actually evacuated the area and the bomb squad was on the way. That's what the news report said. And being that I read the tea leaves and I read them well, I was like, something's not right. I was like, how is it the police were already there and the bomb squad was on the way? The police don't just call the bomb squad when they see a random RV parked on there. You have to have inside information. Well, we all know now, remember, and that's why I'm mentioning this on the first reports I seen, was something wasn't right. And then sure enough, it come back out a few hours later, there was a recorded warning. And so I'm like, okay, a recording warning. Who on earth does a recorded warning? And I'm like, this, this was done deliberately. And I was like, and it probably, and I'm like, it definitely had something to do with the elections. I was like, I don't know who, what was targeted, but I was like, this has something to do with the elections. 
And my wife, I think, thinks I'm a little bit of a, a crackpot when it comes to conspiracies and all this stuff. And then a few days later, somebody sent her an email. I don't know if any of you all are familiar with it. I think it was circulated around Facebook, but it's connecting the Clintons, the Bidens, and a bunch of other people regarding, I don't have it in front of me or I would read it, but that's basically the gist of it. And it's talking about the AT&T control building, which was blown up, having something to do with the cooling system where the Dominion things were being stored. And apparently this explosion shut that down and it like fried the Dominion stuff. I have not been able to get 100% confirmation in all this stuff, but as I often talk about, it's really hard to get anything confirmed because when you're onto something, the news doesn't report it and they call it conspiracy and say it's unfounded and untrue. So the truth being told is it really doesn't matter if you have proof or not. This is what's being said. But back to what I was saying about my wife, she was like, wow, she's like, Curtis, you might actually, she called me. She's like, you might actually know what you're talking about. I just sent you an email, you need to read it. And I just started laughing. But the thing is, and I've talked about it ever since I started this podcast, is you've got to remember, there are no coincidences. Very rarely in life is there such coincidence. You've got to remember, and I have been talking about it for eight or nine months. All the weird stuff that has been happening is all happening in secession. In uh, it's excuse me that that Corona. I still got a little bit of a you know my throat's messed up. It's hard to pronounce things, but it's um in sync. Everything is in sync with each other. And the thing is, if you remember my podcast coup d'état, me referring to assassinations, disappearings, explosions, all this stuff. That's what you're seeing right now. I mean, what are the odds? You'd blow up this this uh, RV in front of a building that has something to do with Dominion. Who would have known that? Where where is this coming from? How do people? How did this guy know that? Uh, my take on oh, and another thing is you'll really like. I wish I had documented it so I could say I told you so, but I actually did say it. I said before I could not find any at like the you have listened to my coup de. Um, well, not the coup d'etat podcast, but the one referring to the Beirut explosion. I already said I've had a little bit of expertise with explosives. Not a whole lot, okay? But I, I do have a little bit of knowledge in that department. And one thing that I wanted to see was close-up pictures of the damage so I could make an assessment of what type of explosive was used. However, your liberal Clinton media really hard to get a good picture. And remember, like I said, I'm not a total expert, but I am very knowledgeable. The thing is, all they shown was some burned buildings, knocked over trees, a charred car. Not really enough for me to really get a good close look, but I, I sifted through the internet, found some stuff. What my suspicions were was there was no crater. You might wonder the significance to no crater, but the deal is, you got to remember, this bomb was not made to kill people. When you are trying to kill people, you don't set a bomb off on Christmas Day in downtown city and you have a warning message. That's how you don't kill people. So this we know, and even the liberal media is saying that, which maybe they, they got something right out of all their lies, but this, this bomb was not intended to harm anybody. And so that's an established fact, okay? so. If that wasn't 
it wasn't meant to kill anybody. It was meant to destroy something. And that's, that's where my suspicions were from the very beginning is what the heck were they trying to destroy? Because this wasn't meant to kill people. So my point being with there was a crater, if you wanted to do say a Timothy McVeigh, um, I don't really want to use explosive names because if there's any nut jobs out there, I'm not trying to give them instructions on how to kill or damage people. Um, but the type of explosives he used was a more, it was readily available. You can, you can buy those ingredients still. They are regulated, thank goodness, but had a lot of power, left a big crater. And if you ever looked at the picture of the Oklahoma City that was bombed, you'll notice massive structural damage and the debris was fired uh, I forget the distance, but it damaged, if I remember right, like 325 buildings. We're talking, it was a humongous bomb and it was meant to kill people. That's what that was for. And that's why he did that. And um, I'm glad he was given lethal injection. Uh, that was, you know, killing all those innocent children and stuff really makes me sick. Uh, but referring to this bomb in Nashville, if you look, if you can find the pictures, you'll notice there is no crater. There's a little dent on the asphalt, as I could tell, but you got to remember the magnitude of that explosion. You are going to do a little bit of crater damage. That bomb was professionally made. That was not an amateur bomb that was just meant to do a crude destruction and kill a bunch of people. That was a professionally made bomb that was made for the purpose of destroying the AT&T building. And when I say destroy, I do not mean knock over because like I said, the pictures that I've looked at, I don't see much structural damage. And all the structural damage that was done, I'm talking like in structural integrity, like uh, the Oklahoma City, um, they had to tear that building down. I mean, that, that building was, was in, even though only a third of it was destroyed, it was so badly damaged, it had to be tear, torn down. They will not tear down the AT&T building. This bomb was meant to damage what was inside of there. And that was another thing that I said when I first seen what happened, I was like, that was not a powerful explosion or even, and when I say not powerful, I mean, it wasn't like a superpower bomb. It wasn't, it was powerful, but not super powerful. I'm like, that was an incinerary. And I just read an article where it was talking about, um, that it was an incinerary explosive. Um, the, they have not released what type of explosive was used. I don't know. They might not want to, uh, release that for the same reason. I don't want to make too much mention of all that stuff because you don't want to give people ideas, but, uh, Still, all the articles I've read, I can't, they won't, they won't really say. I, I read one thing that was talking about like propane and jet fuel. And if you see the videos of the explosion, sucker was a fireball. Um, you don't see the, the, uh, the, uh, what was it in 1995, I guess when Timothy blew up that, uh, um, the, uh, Oklahoma city, there's no video of it. There wasn't so many videos back then. And, um, but I promise you that it wasn't, there would have been a little bit of fire if you please, but that type of explosive is not a firebomb explosive. Most powerful explosives aren't like if you watch Hollywood movies and you see all those cool explosions, they do, they, those are actually not real. They're real explosions, but they're not what it would be in real life because real explosives aren't pretty. They're like a power, they're like powerful. Uh, I think the only one that really you see is pretty is uh, gunpowder, which obviously isn't very practical. 
and even then that's not that pretty. I don't know if you've ever seen a uh, non-firework gunpowder type thing go off, but it's not the prettiest in the world unless it was made to be. C4 is um, a suspect for me in this explosion. I think that C4 could have been used. That's just me though. I don't have any um, I don't have any real proof, but I do believe that it was probably C4 because C4 is known to be a fireball, but I do believe that there was probably other incinerary explosives mixed in there to make that sort of explosion and, you know, to do the damage that they were trying to do. Talking to the fact that I know it's a black flag operation uh, I probably shouldn't say all this stuff. I'll probably have Hillary Clinton at my door tonight trying to whack me off. But this guy, who is this guy? Nobody's ever heard, like nobody's heard of this guy. The FBI hadn't heard of this guy, whatever. But here's something that you really need to look at with the reading the tea leaves. It says they've released that his girlfriend called the police on him saying he was making explosives in his RV. Okay. Let's look at this. That sounds really good. A year ago, the police came out, and this is what the articles all say, is the police came out and knocked at the door and nobody would answer. And then they tried looking at his RV, but it was behind a fence, so they couldn't legally go look at it. That's actually true, because if they didn't have a warrant, whatever. They got to have probable cause. They got to go get a warrant, whatever. But if the girlfriend called and said that, you think they would have got with her and been like, hey, can you get us pictures? Can you get us this? But what really stands out to me is it's his girlfriend, his still current girlfriend. Okay, so your current girlfriend called the cops on you because you were making bombs and you're like still together? That's kind of strange. And the police didn't do anything. Um, that's really strange. Let me tell you something. When people are making bombs, especially especially when it's suspected that they might be doing something uh, wicked with it, like say, blow up buildings, they will get a warrant and they'll take care of business, or at least most professional law enforcement will, because it's one thing, you know, if you kill one person, it's another thing when you make something that, a, ma a weapon of mass destruction that can kill multiple people. They, the authorities take that very seriously. So to read that, oh, we knocked on his door, but he wouldn't answer and, and we couldn't see in his RV. I don't believe that for a cotton picking second. That is the stupid, stupidest thing I ever heard. But here's the thing. All these people, liberal news, eating that crap up. Give me a break. And okay, and here's another one. So he left all his stuff to this girlfriend. Why the heck would you leave this stuff to your girlfriend if she called the police on you and tried to get you in trouble? Something just doesn't sound, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And if you know anything about black ops and, and operations like that, to be honest with you, this guy probably is in Jamaica right now sipping a uh, cocktail. He was probably working for the CIA or something. And the deal is, and another thing, and this is why I say I really am kind of sad that I didn't do a podcast as soon as this happened to document these things. I said when they first released the information, there was no body. But I, I said they'll find a body and it'll be a suicide bomb. They'll blame it on one person. And sure enough, they did. And then on top of that, reading the tea leaves again, they are released immediately after they found his so-called remains. 
oh, there's no other threat of an explosion. This was the guy. We don't think there's, we know there's no one else out there making bombs, going to blow up anything else. The only guy involved is blown up. We're not even looking for anybody. That is the most absurd thing I ever heard. Let me tell you something. And the, and the reason I know all this is because I've been following this stuff for years. When something like that happens, there's always multiple people in it. Always. This is the first time I've ever heard of a sophisticated bombing. I mean, even the, um, who are those jerks in Boston? The, the Boston Marathon bomber uh, buttheads that, that killed those four people up there. It was two of them involved. And those were, those were rudimentary explosives. Actually, I believe gunpowder was their main thing. So, you, you know, gunpowder does, um, is, can be effective, but thank God they didn't use TNT. Um, so that being said, there was two people just involved in that. But this guy makes an incredibly um, sophisticated explosive device in an RV and then go blows it himself up. And that's another reading the tea leaves, like, you got to give me a break. He suicide bombed it? Why? Where's the, um, where's his manifest? And uh, <laughs> I don't know for sure that this prophecy will come true, but I am waiting for them to find a manifest that's three feet thick. But wh why would he blow up the AT&T building? Was he mad that they were dropping his calls? I mean, come on, man, give me a break. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You better listen, America, what I'm saying. I'm not 100% right. I'm, my sources... I don't have the sources, you know, I'm not working with the FBI, I don't have undercover people, so I'm just working with the tea leaves, as I love to call it. But the thing is, you've got to remember, you can look at the news and you can look at the stuff and look at the stuff and you can actually paint very accurate pictures, which is what I'm doing. As time comes by, you, you'll see that I didn't, might not have hit it 100% on the head. I don't expect to, but I'm usually 75 to 90% right with these things. Uh, you know, uh, another thing I've been wanting to mention, because I hadn't talked to you guys since the election, is remember that I had been calling election fraud for eight months now. Remember that. And it's documented that I've been calling it. But here's where I, I want to admit that I wasn't totally right. Um, and actually, I was, I was quite wrong on this, which, which really blows my mind, is I thought the fraud was all going to be in the mail-in. For them to actually have manipulated the actual computer systems blows my mind. They totally got me on that one. I was wrong. I, I actually told many people, and I probably said it on my podcast, that if you vote machine, you'll be okay. But uh, I apparently was not right on that. However, just so you know, the mail-in ballots were as much crooked as I said they were going to be and more. It's just I wasn't expecting them to have that much. Guys, this this coup d'etat that I've been talking about, it gets more real and deeper as the days go by and to be quite frank with you, it's incredibly scary. But uh, we're we're going somewhere with this. I do actually I've um got some information I want to share with you guys. But we are in trouble. The, the United States is in trouble. The, the coup d'etat is becoming more real and more real. And when you see them blowing up buildings to get rid of evidence, that really shows you something. Like, wow, they, they really want to keep in power. But I have a theory that hit me today. I'm not the first to come up with this one, but I really want to share it with you because I think it, it has a lot of truth to it. 
but it's going to be one of my theories. I'm not claiming that as a prophecy, but it's it's a theory. Um, but my main thing right now is to to explain to you that this this bombing in Nashville was not a random act from some rogue guy that didn't like AT&T. He was an agent that did it that obviously is working for the Democrats. Uh, when I refer to the Democrats, I'm referring to the deep state Democrats. Um, he definitely was on their payroll. I don't know who he was. We, I don't even know that the man that was so-called the one is even a real person. Like I said, this stuff gets a little deep into conspiracy and people start to get real skeptical when I talk about this stuff, but you got to understand where I'm coming from. This guy, what was his name? Warren Quinn or something like that? Anthony Warren Quinn or some name like that? Here's my question. All people listening out there, have you ever met him? Have you ever heard of him before? Do you know anyone who knows him? Are you friends with him on Facebook? No, no, and no. I know what you all said. None of you have, none of you have heard of him. So how do you know that this man existed? The thing is, I've talked about it dozens of times, but if you read some of the stuff like from the CIA, unclassified stuff, if you found out what our government co- um, clandestine agencies have done in the past, you'd understand why I'm so adamant saying all this stuff is the deal is you got to remember it is not hard to make fake people. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's just pretend, let's just pretend I work for the deep state FBI or one of those agencies and uh, good, good friends and payroll of the Clintons. They could say, Hey, Curtis, um, we want you to go, hey, live in Nashville for a few months. Um, we'll give you documentation and paperwork to make it look like you've lived there your whole life. You know, no, you're a loner. No one will know whatever. This is, that's how we're going to spin you. But you're going to be there for an operation. And the thing is, you know, when the um, operation goes down, I go do it. They leave, a they leave some flesh in the explosion. And obviously, like I said, being I'm working with them when they investigate, oh yeah, that's his DNA, whatever, whatever. Oh, this is his house. You know, oh, we got this report four months ago of this him making explosives, allegedly, or whatever. Do you see what I'm talking about? This is realistic stuff. I know if you read Tom Clancy novels, you're going to be like, man, this sounds like it's straight out of that. It, it basically is. But you've got to remember, this stuff is real. If you don't believe me, put down the, the, the Clancy novel and go get CIA history. Read that. Un, unclassified documents that they have released. Or even better, there are all types of spy um, biographies and such. And not just of American, but of all... of. Um, you know, Russian, Cold War, England, all types of stuff. And if you start reading about the operations and things that they were doing 70 years ago, you would understand why this man is so skeptical of this stuff. Because the thing is, the stuff they were doing 70 years ago, if I told you, you'd say, oh, that's not, that's crazy. Yeah, it's documented. What do you, this is 2021 now. What do you think more we have? And you got to remember, we're farther along, so you got to do more, more advanced, more stuff. This, I'm not, I'm not out in left field. This is where we're at. But the thing that's real, but this is where the revelation that I was kind of chewing on this afternoon. I'll throw it by you. You know, we kind of are feeling that 
you know, in my camp that the whole purpose of all this is the Democrats are trying to not only stay in power, but enact a socialistic government. And then there's a lot of talk about the one world and all that stuff, which I still think has a lot of accuracy, but this is the real thing that I was really starting to think about is you've got to remember all this coup d'etat crap that's going on. There's China is in the middle of all of it. And there's no denying that even this so-called coronavirus, or as Trump would say, the China virus, it's China, it's China, it's China. And remember, we've been in a trade war with China for like, what, four years now? And just so you know, it's more than a trade war. It's been what they call a soft war. Basically, a hard war is when bullets are being shot you know, taking territory, etc. A soft war is a lot of propaganda, even maybe a few assassinations, a lot of uh, black operations, like say blowing up a building and not killing anyone, stuff like that. Of course, that's starting to get a little bit into the hard side, but we're, we're kind of in a semi-soft right now. It's, it's starting to turn hard, but uh, uh, you know, so we're in a soft war with China. So that's a documented fact. Okay, I, they've, I heard there was a list of governors released that supposedly the Chinese had is like they had a list of Chinese uh, or American governors that were influenceable by them. And I've not seen this list, but I have a pretty good idea who's on it. And here's the deal. This is where I'm going with it. I am starting to feel that China is actually behind all this. And I just read it, it was actually a Forbes article referring to how China is in number two spot for the world economics power. They're number two. You can, go, you can only guess who number one is. What if China was to throw millions of dollars at these Democrats, because the thing is the Democrats obviously want to stay in power and they are very fond of socialism. So why not pay them off handsomely to start to weaken this country? And the reason that I really was thinking about this is I was thinking about this big movement going on or whatever you want to call it with the, the, the battle of the sex if you want to call it that, where like, you know, if you know, I'm a man, but I identify as a woman or I'm a woman who wants to be a man and all that weird stuff. I, I can't, I was talking to somebody about it and we were kind of going back and forth because we're like, we can't figure out why on earth these, these governors and these politicians want that stuff. Why would you encourage that stuff? You know, I don't need to explain to my audience why in the world you don't want to do that for it being immoral and just not working. It doesn't like, even if you're like not a Christian, forget all that. It doesn't work. You, you can't get surgeries like that and be normal. That stuff is just, it's absurd. So looking at it from like, you got to remember, like we're all into health and safety and everything like that. Well, why in the world would you want these people to do this to themselves? It's unhealthy. It causes confusion. It causes chaos. And then let's move on to this BLM garbage that's going on with the, you know, social justice for the, the, the black folks and all that stuff. And the thing is most average American is a hundred percent. Okay. With, with, you know, 
police not shooting innocent people, no matter what color they are. You know, I don't, you, you have a few racist idiots in this country, but for the most part, none of us are into that. But the thing is with like this George Floyd guy, the guy was a, was a scumbag piece of trash criminal. Hands down. Yeah, I, it looked to me like the cop might, might not have done too well. Big deal. You put the cop in jail for manslaughter and no big loss. We lost a criminal. But you're going to burn down cities and do all this stuff? I don't believe it. The thing is, the whole issue with the George Floyd and all this stuff, going back to the China deal and with the, the weirdo uh, sex change garbage and all that stuff, and then the Antifas, is it's like they're, I believe that the Chinese are very possibly funneling money and encouraging it. Because basically you can call it a fire. Like you got the Black Lives Matter fire. You got the um, the weirdo fire. And then you got the, uh, what are those idiots called? The um, Antifa fire. And now what's happening is in response to all that, because normal people are getting really upset about a lot of this stuff, you got people like, you got militias starting all over the country. And then on top of that, you got these fellows like the Proud Boys, um, some of the ultra rights and such coming forward. And the thing is, remember, these groups are a reactionary response. Basically, it's a cause and effect. It's because you've they've put down, because they literally, if you read the liberal news, they are beating the white man to death and they're beating the Christians to death. They're just pounding them in the news. And so some people respond to it as in, oh, you know, woe to us, man, we're sorry, whatever. And the others are like, say the Proud Boys are like, heck with you, we'll teach you a lesson. We ain't, you ain't telling us all this garbage. It's a response. And the thing is, it's not a real complex response. It's a calculated deal. And that's what really the revelation was, is this stuff is all calculated. This isn't just you know, oh, they just did this and this just happened. They weren't expecting it. I believe that they are expecting it. What I am getting at is I think the Chinese are trying to get us into so much chaos and maybe even a minor civil war, if not a major civil war. If we go into civil war, we will fall from number one position. The United States will no longer hold the number one position of the economic power of the world and China will take it by leaps and bounds. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the revelation I got today and I think there is a lot of accuracy to it. As time goes by, we'll find out if that's right. I, I uh, Like I said, it just kind of hit me today and I went and did some research to kind of find out a little bit of what China's goals are and the thing is I've been following China for about six years, seven years now because they've been very, um, they've been very aggressive in after chasing uh, land and such and doing stuff that they're not supposed to or stuff that kind of is aggressive. And the thing is, they're, they're expanding. They're trying to, uh, from what I read, they said they wanted to double their uh, GDP from, what was it? Was it 2011 to 2000 or 2020? where we were a few days ago, they were wanting to, uh, you know, double their GDP. And from what I read, they're pretty close to have done it. And they're not gonna, it won't take them long if they can put us out of the picture. And you have to remember something, you know, we didn't have all this crazy garbage going on when Obama was in office. Well, the thing is, it's coming out 
that Obama was in bed with the Chinese before any of this stuff happened and was probably one of the forerunners to what's going on. If we had gotten, say, Hillary Clinton in office, she would have just continued the, the footsies with the Chinese, whereas right now you got Donald Trump who was in office who absolutely went to war with them on the tariffs and the trade deals. And you see that's where all this trouble happened. And the one thing is, you see how many politicians, Democrat and Republican, are totally anti-Trump. They, I mean, they wanna kill him. That's a little suspicious, isn't it? The thing is, because the truth being told is all the stuff, the, the biggest thing that they say about Trump is they call him a racist. That is like their favorite thing to call him, which, really doesn't make much sense because I've not seen him do anything that would be considered racist. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's been a president. I hadn't seen him get up and say all types of stuff like, you know, that he wants to see black people be murdered in the streets or he hates Muslims. No, he didn't want terrorist Islam Muslims coming in our country. And like me, he's not overly concerned about a few criminals getting abused by cops every now and then. You know, he, uh, he, he spoke out against the George uh, Floyd incident because the video that we've seen, even though quite frankly, I don't even know that I believe it actually happened, but just saying that it did, yeah, the cop needs to be tried and I would uh, try him for uh, manslaughter. I wouldn't try him for murder. I'd try him for manslaughter. And on top of that, it's really, like I said, no big loss. I mean, this guy's a piece of trash criminal. I mean, just what we need. L legalizing the drugs, that's another part of the chaos theory. Why is it they're trying to legalize all these drugs everywhere? Well, you know what? You get a bunch of, there's a reason drugs are illegal. You make them all legal, everyone's high as a kite. What type of chaos and problems is that gonna cause? All the, how much is that shutting down our industries? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something, and this isn't, uh, 2020 I'm talking about. This is a few years before one of the jobs that I had was doing. I was going around to a lot of businesses and um, I was I was delivering LTL at the time and you would not believe how many industries I would go in. And we're talking everywhere from people that made filters, manufacturers, to people that are doing granite counters, all types of businesses I deliver, everything you possibly think of. And it was such a problem. I would go to these factories and businesses and I'd be waiting and waiting to get to unload or to load depending on what I was doing. And usually you'd eventually get somebody and they'd apologize, be like, man, we're so sorry for the wait and whatever. And I'd always be like, oh, what's what's the deal? And they're like, we're, we're shorthanded. We, we don't have any help. We need help. Do you know anyone who wants a job? We need people. We pay this much. We give, you would not believe how many places, almost every place I ever delivered. Uh, I remember one place, I think that they made parts for transmissions or something, but they, um, they were having a terrible day and I, was, I just sat down because I'm like, whatever, waiting for them to, to load the parts into my, my truck. And uh, I said something to them about it and they started talking to me and they're like, yeah, if you actually come to work every day that you're, you're scheduled to come in a month, they'll actually give you a $50 bonus just for showing up. And I'm like, wow, that's that's cool, whatever. I was like, you get a lot of people not show up? He's like, well, one of the reasons we're so behind today, he's like, is we've had over 190 people not show up in the last week. 190 people, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there was 500 people that work there. 
if there there was no more than 500 that worked there, I can promise you that. That's crazy. So I guarantee you if you drug tested half that place, half the place wouldn't pass a drug test. That is what they want. That's chaos. That's killing our economics because that's always what I was thinking. I'm like, my goodness. I was like, no wonder our economy is in trouble. I mean, if you can't get anyone to work, I mean, if you can't get anyone to work, how, how are we going to have a GDP? Good day. And so the thing is, I think that's one of the reasons they're encouraging this drugs and all this stuff is to encourage chaos, dis, uh, disunity, uh, dis, everything being unfunctional, not working properly and correctly. And then for the, say, small business owners, because the small business owners are the ones that are actually out there doing it. Because, you know, if you own your own business, you're not going to be calling in sick. It's your business. You got to whatever. That's why they're shutting them all down is because those are the people that really, that they can really hurt. You see what I'm talking about? You see where this, where the chaos is. And I'm thinking that the Chinese might be financially responsible for this. And being that apparently they're in bed with all of these democratic governors, I'm sure my wonderful governor Northam is probably one of them. So you cause chaos. And the thing is, there's people that are up in arms right now over this election. And I'm hoping to goodness that it doesn't come down to what, what I'm seeing. But I mean, we're looking at a civil war. We're looking at very upset people. We're looking at, and when I talk about a civil war, I'm not talking about because you have an AR, you're going to go war against them. That's not what I'm talking. I'm telling you, if there's a civil war, it'll literally be like the, the 1861. It will be, you'll have generals that come to put the gray on while others will wear the blue. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be like these militias necessarily doing all the fighting. We're actually, there's going to be like national guards split in half. I could see that very well happening in Virginia. Half of it goes to Northam, half of it goes to the right. I can very well see this. And so you're talking an utter terrible terrible thing. I'm, um, to make it clear to all my listeners, I am an anti-Civil War. Uh, being a student of history and a student of the Civil War, the, or <laughs> War of Northern Aggression, I like to call that war the American tragedy. That Civil War is one of the most saddest things that has ever happened in this country. And I don't want to see that. I, I really am hoping that our God does a miracle for this country because if he doesn't, <laughs> we're in trouble, boys and girls. I have a flag. I took down my American flag off the side of my house and I put a new flag up. It's for you history buffs out there. It has a white background and it has a pine tree in the middle and it has dirt around the pine tree. And the caption on the top of the flag says, an appeal to heaven. That's the flag I got hanging out in front of my house. And that's kind of, if you... um. If you look up the history in it, it's actually Revolutionary War, very cool history. But I feel that that really says where we're at right now is like, man, we, we're appealing to heaven. I hope to goodness that you folks are praying out there because our country is in serious, serious trouble. And it's an appeal to heaven. Part of the significance of this flag is it's there was a um, political philosopher. I believe his name was John Locke. If I remember correctly, he was six. He was from I think the 1500s, and he uh, he was a political philosopher. He was actually from England, but I'm just kind of paraphrasing. But he made a statement something like this. It was like, 
you know, when injustice happens, you make an appeal to your local government. If your local government doesn't do anything, you do one, you do an appeal to the higher courts. If they not, you do it to the king. And if not, you do appeal to heaven. But there's more significance than just that. It's actually appealing to heaven with action. It's not just like, okay, we're going to pray about it. It's like, okay, we're, um, we're getting ready to go downtown. We praying about it, but we're going downtown. We're going to the, we're going to the square. There's something need to be done here. And that's why I have that flag hanging right now is because we're, we're in an appeal to heaven right now. We in trouble. Um, you know, and as I, I love to say for you history buffs out there, despite the peril we're in, this really is an amazing time in history. Uh, if, if, we don't all get gas put in gas chambers by the Democrats or strung up by the Chinese, or if God doesn't come back, your grandkids will be reading about this in school. They might be learning it in Chinese, but they'll be learning about it. This, what's happening right now is, is absolute history being made. So just keep on watching and waiting, seeing, seeing what happens. I, hopefully God uh, appeals. And I, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but this is just an interesting thought. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people that are just like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. The, you know, the, the Lord's coming back and it'll, it'll all be whatever. Well, the thing is, I'm not a fool. One of these idiots that says the Lord isn't coming back because that's just, you're, you're stupid. You say that. But here's the deal. You have to remember. What if he doesn't come back? Many of nations have fell before God has come back. I'm not saying that he's not coming back or he can't be coming back or anything foolish like that. But the deal is, we're not guaranteed that either way. And the thing is, remember something. And this is, this is my, what I always go to is Nineveh was prophesied against. God was going to destroy that city. But a prophet came and those people repented and that city stayed for another 400 years. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that God gives us a reprieve. Granted, he wants to come back tomorrow. I'm cool with that. That sounds great. But you know what? If he doesn't, my kid's going to grow up in this place. And hopefully my grandkids, I don't want them learning Chinese. They're Americans. I'm hoping that my God gives this wicked nation uh, an appeal or a, not an appeal, but a, uh, a reprieve, you know, giving us a little bit of mercy. And that's what we're hoping for. If we don't get it, we don't get it. But one sure can hope and pray for that. So, well, now that you know where I stand about the Chinese and my uh, our buddy down in Nashville who blew up the thing, CIA agent, wonder where he's at. But it's um, glad to glad to get this all off my chest. And let my good folks hear it. I hopefully will have more podcasts coming. But like I said earlier, beginning of the show, I mean, I'm hiding here in my mother's basement because I'm afraid of Corona. <laughs> and I tell you what, I can't stop playing this Call of Duty. <laughs> you all know me, right? So I'm just kidding, everybody. All right. Well, that's all for tonight. Hey, until next time, God bless you and God bless America.